Good morning and welcome Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Joe Chaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group, and our toll-free number, 800-951-0592, the website at allamericangold.com. And I'm up here live at the KHNC studios here in the front range. Got our big event coming here on Friday, Friday night, Friday the 13th. Uh, from 6 to 9 p.m., just right down the street, about four doors down from the radio station at Penn South Parish. Uh, so I'm up here all week. I actually flew in last night, and I'll, I'll say this. Obviously, we've got a lot, a lot to talk about. Uh, the Dow circuit breakers, well, it's actually the S&P 500 circuit breaker went off today. The markets had to close for 15 minutes, uh, the way the circuit breaker works, if it's down 7%, and it has to be the S&P, uh, not the NASDAQ, not the Dow, the S&P uh, has to be down 7%. As far as I know, it's only the second time that a circuit breaker has been tripped on Wall Street. Uh, the first time was the Asian crisis back in the late 90s. Uh, and that was a they did it by they did it differently it was uh, it was points not percentages uh now they use a percent it's 7% that happened this morning i'll get to all of that in a minute i was telling jason and, and bernice i was shocked at the airport uh yesterday so you know phoenix is like i don't know the fifth busiest airport in the country pretty busy airport and I would have thought, you know, because I want to believe, hey, we've got this under control. We're prepared. We're ready. Uh, none of that's true. There was nothing different at the airport. No extra hand sanitizing station. Matter of fact, the one hand sanitizer station uh, that the airport, you know, the airport has uh, these ones that have been there forever was empty. Uh, when you went into the security line, you know, and you, you give the TSA person your driver's license and your ticket, and then you got to put your stuff in the bin, right? And you think about how many hands touch those bins. And I thought for sure they would have, you know, four or five of these hand sanitizer stations because they're just, uh, a, it's a stand with with uh, a big uh, sanitizer thing, you put your hand under it and it squirts out some sa- hand sanitizer. And I thought, well, they'll do, they'll at least be doing that, right? Because you know we already know this is most likely how the disease is getting uh, transferred is through not necessarily you know, handshakes, but you know, in touching uh, touching things that someone with the disease had just touched. Nobody's taking anybody's temperature, nothing. They don't want to cause any alarm. And I get that. But at the same time, you're just guaranteeing that this thing's going to be everywhere. I mean, that's all we're doing. And again, and I've said it over and over and over again, whether or not you think it's an overreaction or not is irrelevant. We're guaranteeing that now that these test kits, and I, and, and I say now, allegedly, the test kits are finally there. You know, we've only tested... Uh, up until yesterday, about 1,500 people. Of those 1,500 people, 
I think now, I think we're up over 600 now confirmed cases. So it's like, oh, you know, one out of every two. And and really, when you think about the 1,500, most of those people, they give two tests to. The first one comes back positive. You know what? Let's give you another one. So I, I don't even know uh, how many exactly have been tested, but I have no doubt in my mind that once testing is readily available and all these test kits get there, we're going to see the same thing everybody else has seen. You know, you go to Germany, Spain, France right now. Oh, we got a thousand cases and growing Italy on quarantine. And we go to, you know, Colorado and even in Denver, uh, getting onto the train. So when you get to the Denver airport, the train, right, you thought that there'd be hand sanitizer. So, you know, people got to hang on. That train's kind of a, if you don't hang on on that train, you the, well, one guy wasn't hanging on, almost knocked me over. But it just isn't there. And and so I, I'm I'm more convinced than ever that this is going to get a lot worse in the next two weeks before it's got a chance to get better. We're going to see, uh, you know, days where uh, not 100 or 200, but, you know, four, 500, 1,000 new cases. Uh, you're going to see a lot more cancellations and all these other things that everybody else seemingly is having the same issue with. And so when you see the Dow react the way it did today, uh, not surprised, obviously, uh, the news out of Saudi Arabia, and I was warning, remember, I've been talking about crude oil for a while now. This is a disaster for uh, crude oil uh, drillers and, and producers, uh, especially in the shale patch and all of these things. There's going to be an incredible amount of layoffs, uh, 12% of the junk bond market is in uh, crude oil. So it's, it's, it's a huge part of this debt problem. And we're already seeing, uh, I, I think, you know, and I said this uh, on Friday that the March meeting next week, the federal reserve meeting uh, look for, for 75 basis points. We may, we may get the whole thing all 100 points at this meeting. That's definitely a possibility. Patriot Radio News Hour. I know, batting down the hatches. We'll be back after the break. 800 Joe Jake went live here in the 1360 studios, which every time I come up, the studio gets better and better. Uh, just super excited about it. And uh, hopefully... Here shortly, we'll be working on studio number two. So the studio number one, though, starting to look uh, really, really good and just happy to be here. Can't wait for uh, the event uh, that's coming here on Friday. Uh, But the Dow is down right now off the lows. The Dow, the S&P, as I told you this morning, we tripped the circuit breaker uh, this morning. The S&P, about four or five minutes into trade, uh, was down 7%. Uh, and at that point, the markets will shut for 15 minutes. It allows uh, for the plunge protection team. Don't be fooled. This is what it allows for, to get to get word out and try to calm everything down. Uh, and, and then the markets will reopen. 
if the markets fall to 13%, they would shut again for another 15 minutes. That the markets will shut right now for 15 Uh, minutes down uh, just under 5%. But so we're quite a ways from 13. But if it does fall, once the 7% circuit breaker is tripped, they shut 15 minutes, it reopens, it can go back above 7. But if it gets to 13, it'll shut for another 15 minutes. If it falls 20%, the markets will close for the day. So just just so you know, uh, and it's good to know that, where are the circuit breakers? A lot of the uh, issues having to do something, you know, it's a, it's a mix. We've got three big problems happening all at once. You got coronavirus, which, you know, I, I'll, I'm just going to have to, we, we're not prepared. We didn't, we're not doing what we need to do. Uh, the CDC over the weekend, said uh, that you shouldn't go on cruises and you should avoid long airplane flights, especially if you're 60 and older. Uh, Again, though, they don't want, and this was the CDC over the weekend. You haven't actually heard the White House make any official statement whatsoever. I just told you about the airports. They're not doing anything. They just want you to go through there and pretend like things haven't happened. and and just making sure uh, that the disease spreads everywhere. It's probably already too late, I guess, at this point, right? Maybe I shouldn't be that upset. Uh, that that You got that issue. The second issue involved Saudi Arabia today, uh, and it wasn't today, it was actually over the weekend, uh, with what their announcement in crude uh, and how it's impacted the market. The third issue is liquidity and the lack of it. So we've got a lot of ground to cover. Let's start with Saudi Arabia. Crude oil on Friday fell to about $42 after an OPEC meeting last week where the Saudis and the Russians did not agree. The Russians, the Saudi Arabia wanted to, to cut somewhere between one to two million barrels of crude oil. And the Saudis were looking at the Russians and saying, hey, listen, a lot of that's got to be you. And the Russians told the Saudis, hey, go pound sand, right? (laughs) We ain't doing that. And and left, and, and Russia left the meeting, walked out. Over the weekend, uh, the Saudi crown prince decided to go the other direction and deliberately crash the oil markets. Saudi Arabia slashed the price of their crude like by $10 a barrel. Just said, nope, you know what? We're cutting all of our prices. And oh, by the way, instead of cutting one to two million barrels, we're going to add one to two million barrels more. Crude oil got all the way down into the 20s while we were asleep and while some of us were up a little earlier uh, than that. Right now, crude oil's down 673. This is actually the best I've seen crude oil today. $34 
and 55 cents. Uh, and just to give you a perspective on this, Saudi Arabia's cost for to get crude out of the ground is the cheapest in the world by far. Saudi Arabia can get crude oil out of the ground for less than $10 a barrel. Russia, they've probably got about the second lowest cost. Uh, They can survive around $25 a barrel uh, and, and probably do that for a number of years at $25. Here in the United States, we have almost none, I wouldn't say none, but very little. You think about we're producing somewhere between 12 and 13 million barrels a day. My guess is if I was to put a number on it, less than 3 million barrels of that can be actually get gotten out of the ground for less than $30. All of the rest of that crude needs much higher prices. In a lot of cases, especially in what they'll call the shale crude areas, you need prices above 60. I mean, that's really what you need uh, for it to work out mathematically. So the problem is, obviously, with what the Saudis approach now is you're going to see massive amounts of bankruptcies, massive amounts of layoffs. Uh, Just as important, you're going to see huge cuts to research and development and future oil wells. And I'm talking about 50, maybe 70% cuts and and these you know this is something oil companies spend hundreds of billions of dollars a year doing that kind of thing. Uh so we're going to see a major blowback to the oil sector. I mean already at 50. Remember I was warning you at 50. At 42 it was going to be really bad. At 33 or 34 uh it's going to be even worse and a lot of people are expecting crude oil to end up in the 20s. Uh, And this is why you've seen a huge move to the downside in Wall Street, because already uh, we talked about it last week. The junk bond markets were going the wrong way. By the way, the 10-year note got down to, it was under four-tenths of a percent, uh, a little uh, like 3.35 or something like that. I mean, it was way down there uh, early this morning. But the yields for junk uh, companies, which they've got to refinance. So one of the things, if you if your company has a your bonds are junk rated, you don't get really great long terms. In other words, these companies, by and large, have to refinance on a yearly, maybe by uh, every couple of year basis. They don't get to to draw it out three, four, five, six years. Uh, the, these companies, 
make up a large percentage, these oil companies, of the junk bond market. About 12% of that of the junk bond market uh, is now basically not going to get paid. They, don't, they won't be able uh, to have the revenues to make the payments. Uh, also this morning, and because of that, the central bank, the repo markets are, are blowing up again. They took the daily facility. Remember, that was $100 billion a day, and they increased it by 50%. So now it's $150 billion a day. They took the twice a week, every Tuesday and Thursday, they do those longer-term repos. Those were at $20 billion. Those are now at $45 billion. So just uh, today, the central bank increased daily uh, liquidity repos by $50 billion, and the, the, the twice-a-week, They've jumped that by $50 billion, $25 billion extra dollars a day. So an extra $100 billion, and really if you do the $50 billion a day, uh, you're talking about an extra $300 billion uh, of liquidity. And as we speak, uh, there's going to be a meeting at the White House to start talking about stimulus packages. This is how fast this thing is really going to move now. Here's what I think is going to happen over the next two weeks. We're going to have interest rates either at 25 basis points or zero. We're going to have already, right, much larger repo auctions. Remember, those were supposed to go away, right, again. uh, Much larger repo facilities. I think you're going to start to hear central bankers talking about wanting to buy other assets. Uh, they're going to try to avoid negative rates. I wouldn't be surprised. At least there will be talk. At least talk that the central bank is going to go and, conf- uh, you know, really just finish the Japification, if I'm saying that right, uh, of the United States. You know, Japan, they buy all the ETFs, they buy the stocks, they buy the bonds, their central bank does. I would, I'll be surprised if we don't hear talk of our central bank saying we may have to start buying the stock market and also the White House is going to have to come up with a plan. Uh, the, the, the cruise industry is going to be decimated uh, I think that already we're behind. We probably should have just canceled all cruises already. The, it's just a Petri dish. And, and again, like I told you about the airports, right? They're not doing anything to stop the spread. So it, it's everywhere. Uh, the airline industry, I'll say this, was the airport as crowded as I've ever seen it? No. My flight was full. Um, and the crowds were, you know, they were average. You know, I didn't, I wasn't like, wow, it's a ghost town in here. Uh, I didn't get that feeling at all. And yet, you know, we know that the airline industry is saying it's going to fall. I think it's got a lot farther to go. I think it's got a lot farther to go. I, I think now that if the test kits are here, you're going to see, uh, 
issues with the airline industry. Now you got, so you, let's see, we got issues with the oil industry, the cruise ship industry, the airline industry. Obviously, uh, more rate cuts means the banks are going to be under a lot more pressure uh, as far as being profitable. You know, we've got less than 5,000 banks. I've got a feeling that we, we could lose another thousand of those. Yeah. And, 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 and there'll be, uh, there may be some closings, but if nothing else, you're going to see, uh, the smaller banks just being gobbled up by these bigger banks, uh, as it's just getting harder for, for the banks to make money. And one of the things they'll want to do is, is the only place they're really making money right now, credit cards, right outside of that. That's about it. And, and so we're kind of in this perfect storm where we're talking about layoffs. Uh, we're talking tourism. Uh, I know uh, Disney, D- Disney France, two employees tested positive for the virus there, right? So are we going to see shutdowns of tourism and all that? I think we will. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report. A daily broadcast from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, a national volunteer organization founded by Phyllis Schlafly and continuing to uphold her legacy by opposing radical feminism and representing a traditional conservative perspective in our nation's capital. Now the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. When liberal Methodists tried to force traditional Methodists to accept gay marriage, the traditionalists soundly defeated them in a 53-47 vote. The conservatives even strengthened the traditional doctrine on marriage. That leaves me wondering why they act like they lost the fight that they so readily won. Two days after New Year's, a group of Methodists announced a brokered settlement allowing the United Methodist Church to adopt same-sex marriage and ordain openly LGBTQ clergy. If approved at its upcoming international conference in May, conservatives would have to accept this doctrinal change or get out. A supermajority vote would be required before a conservative congregation could split off and continue with the traditional doctrine. The settlement offers the conservatives $25 million in church funds to leave, so this is clearly a clever way for the liberal side to buy off just enough opponents to take control of the entire church for themselves. Why aren't the liberals who lost the election by six percentage points just two years ago the ones leaving instead? They don't have the numbers, but they are doing a deceptive takeover to use church funds to buy themselves a majority. If you're a history buff... You might recall how in the Russian Revolution of 1917, the victorious minority called themselves Bolsheviks, which means majority, and unfairly labeled their opponents as Mensheviks, which means minority. When leftists are in the minority, they look for other ways to win. This buyout is a prime example of such deceptiveness. It even includes a $39 million payment on the issue of race, which is completely irrelevant to the marriage dispute. In all likelihood, it's a thinly veiled attempt to win over traditional African congregations. Christianity Today, the same magazine which called for President Trump to resign, quickly blessed the settlement. It declared that the deal is somehow an answer to prayer. In reality, the settlement is not a schism as it's being promoted. It's an attempt to pay conservatives to leave their own church in order to allow the liberal minority to take over. That's the way the left wins far too often, even when they don't have a majority. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report with Ed Martin, president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Freedom of worship and the right to express our faith and read our Bibles is foundational to America. At phyllisschlafly.com, we promise to track mounting threats to the free exercise of religion and equip you to fight back. 
Your defense begins at phyllisschlafly.com. Thanks for listening, and join us next time for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. 800 That is the toll-free number uh, to Patriot Trading Group. Of course, gold and silver, legal, lawful, constitutional tender. And as, lo- as we like to call it, wealth insurance. And if you ever doubted that, uh, just look at what is happening uh, to the markets. Uh, the Dow is down. Uh, we're picking up steam. The loss is coming back here now down 6%, uh, down 1,550 points. The S&P is down 165. The NASDAQ's down 417. And gold's, gold's down like $3. You know, and, and think about uh, gold uh, right around $1,670. Uh, well, everything else is down 20-plus percent. Uh, gold's rising. Actually, overnight, gold broke $1,700. Uh, and they'll say profit-taking. I'll tell you, there was, the Bank of Japan got involved. In, and uh, then uh, more profit-taking this morning when we said, hey, we're going to have a stimulus meeting. So a stimulus meeting coming. Uh, I, I think we're going this year. We will break the record uh, as far as the national debt goes. We, we're on track. Uh, especially if there's going to be a stimulus package. And I'm trying to think about what it could possibly be. Could we get a middle tax t- uh, a tax cut? Okay, that's, that's nice. Uh, but how does that help the oil industry, the cruise ship industry, the airline industry, right? Uh, all of these things. I mean, you can't bail out everybody. And, and so I don't know. Uh, what it will be, but they the need to do something, and and my guess is we'll probably be looking at something in the hundreds of billions of dollars, uh, and very very likely uh, that we are going to set an all time record high uh, for debts in a single year. And you know we got debts running about six percent of GDP. And remember last week I played you that great great interview with Jeffrey Gunlock. And he was talking about, hey, I don't get, you know, these low rates. I don't know how much lower they can go. And, of course, they keep going lower. Uh, How much lower they can go because we're going to get this massive, massive influx of offerings because uh, of the debt and the 10-year note, right, and the central bank, uh, the, the need for lowering of interest rates. I don't know how this is all going to shake out, but it's clear to me that we need to be ready for a recession. This is just what's going to happen. Uh, You're not going to survive a complete collapse in shipping. You know, we did the article last week about Long Beach. Over the weekend, the Los Angeles port which is the busiest port in the world. So Long Beach is the second busiest. LA is not only the busiest in the country, it's the busiest in the world. They said shipments in the ports are down 25%. Uh, That's incredible. It's unheard of, uh, the magnitude of, of what's happening now in the shipping. Now you look at what Saudi Arabia did to crude oil, right? And, and it just seems like 
uh, were just taking all of these hits. And, and now we've got to start worrying about now that the test kits, if they're in, like they say, they're like, they're supposed to have 400,000 test, test kits hit today. Are we going to see days where, uh, instead of, 100 to 200 cases. Are we going to see 500 new cases, 1,000 new cases? Are we going to see mass closures? Just today, Columbia closing all of its lecture halls, canceling any events uh, with large gatherings. Princeton, same thing, everything going online. Last week, we talked about the University of Washington going all online. And I think you're just going to see this thing. It's just going to keep multiplying and spreading out uh, the CDC over the weekend, telling people not to get on cruise ships, avoid long flights, and especially if you're 60 and over, uh, you are at the most at risk. And I think this is going to continue, and I think we're going to see uh, this ramp up more and more and more as we, because, you know, quite honestly, we're behind. The reason why... We have, we have about 600 cases now, which is, you know, think about it. Less than 10 days ago, we only had 57, and all of those were people that we, you know, that we evacuated out of, out of the epicenter there in China or the cruise ship. And now we're, we're, we're over 600 cases, but we've only tested 1,500 people, give or take, uh, so we're just behind with the numbers. And then as they come in, are we going to see, and I talked about this last week, are we going to see Disney World and Disneyland shut down? Are we going to see uh, Las Vegas shut down? Are people not going to go on vacation? You know, spring break is just about ready to get started. Uh, we've got Easter coming up. I mean, all of these things, and and, and I think it's just extremely likely that this is going to happen. Uh, we're not at the bottoms. Any, I don't think we're anywhere close to the bottom. Uh, the you know, I again on Friday, you know, I, I was saying how be ready. We're going back to the lows of December. You know, the first time we got here, the Dow hit twenty four thousand for the first time. It was twenty seventeen. Twenty seventeen. When Jason and Brian opened the office here in, in Colorado. So the office here, when we opened the when we expanded and opened the office in Colorado, that was Groundhog Day a little over two years ago. Right? It was in March, right? Well, right around, I guess right around now, right? Right around now. J- Jason's telling me no double, you're 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 wrong here. It was March. We opened this office March of 2018. Jason, for whatever reason, had had actually written down what the Dow was that day. 24,700 was the was where the Dow was at when we first opened uh the office here in Johnstown uh 2 years ago. Today right now uh, the Dow's at 24,300. Uh, so essentially, despite all of this, right, we really haven't gone anywhere. We've had ups and downs and ups and downs. 
Uh, I think that we're going to see new, you know, we're going to the December law. I think that's guaranteed. Uh, so 22,000 is, is guaranteed, in my opinion. I actually think we're going lower than that. Uh, there's a very real possibility that before the election, now I'm not saying on election night, but before the election, could all of the Trump gains be gone? Uh, I think so. I think that's a real possibility, especially if we're talking recession. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. 800-951-0592. Uh, the Dow picking up steam here, down 1650. Uh, 24,200. The S&P uh, down 178. The NASDAQ's down 450. And gold's just kind of hanging out. Gold's down three bucks uh, right now. But, you know, Jason, Jason runs uh, the office and the radio station up here for us. And he, he, he's, an, he he's an interesting guy. He likes to, he writes a lot of stuff down. Uh, I don't necessarily, I wouldn't say it's necessarily organized, but he, he writes these things down. And he doesn't, he doesn't throw anything away. And I saw him through the glass and he was rummaging through some stuff and he finally found what it was he was looking for. It's a post-it, a yellow post-it square. And on it, he wrote down the price of gold and silver it just happened to be on my birthday because he dated it it was dated august 16th 2018 silver was fourteen dollars and fourteen cents uh silver by the way silver again getting it again silver's down like 50 cents silver is like 1690 right now uh, but still up 1690 from 1414 gold was $1,174. Gold's up $500 since August 16th of 2018. And and I'm going to tell you, that's not the big move. That's not the big move. The big move is coming when gold hits new all-time highs. You know, I went back and I looked. You know, when we, uh, $800 was the old, old all-time high. Remember, it hit that in the 80s. And then the central bank, you know, Paul Volcker crushed it with uh, interest, Fed funds rates of 16%. And and remember, loans, home loans were like at 20%, and automobile loans were like 28%. Right now, you think this is how bad it's gotten. We're talking about zero. We're talking about less than zero. Uh, the, the, the central bank doesn't have the bullets left anymore. Uh, they've just destroyed this thing. They, well, they created this huge bubble. And I know that, that we don't want to deal with it. I get that. But the debt, the corporate debt market, that's a $10 trillion market, roughly, really, uh, within a trillion dollars or so of what the housing market was. So very, very similar in size. But it's dominated 
by junk and almost junk. If you take the triple B minus, which is the lowest investment grade, and then all of the junk, you're not talking, you know, when we talked about subprime housing, most people don't realize it. That was just a fraction of the market, right? It wasn't even, it wasn't even close to 10%. It's about five. And I just told you, just the oil industry alone is 12% of the junk market. I don't know about where the cruise ships and the airlines figure into that. Uh, I don't know where any of the other uh, things that, that fit into that are, but this is a much bigger problem. But this is, we're not talking about three to 5% of people turning in their keys. Right, we're talking about, you know, twenty, you know, and I don't, you know, all that, all the junk is going to go bad. But I mean, twenty percent, twenty five percent of it. I mean, that's huge. The scope of it is huge, and and you start uh, talking about how quickly, all of a sudden, in a matter of a couple of weeks, we went from, oh no, we're going to grow at three percent and everything's great. You know, the Fed was taking their victory lap just a meeting ago. One meeting ago, six weeks ago, they were taking a victory lap. Hey, look, we did those three cuts, and everything's looking good now. Five weeks later, we've already had an emergency cut. And I've already told listen, it's already done. Whether it's 75 basis points or if they do the whole point. It's happening. Look at the repo markets. They didn't get smaller. They're getting bigger. And you know what? I don't think they're big enough yet. Now, obviously, can you anticipate coronavirus? No. Can you anticipate what Saudi Arabia did? No. But this is why markets are risky. And I just feel bad. Everybody over the age of 55, you weren't supposed to be in the stock market any longer, but you had to be. Couldn't buy bonds and get 1%, right? 1.5%. You couldn't do it. And now you're just getting pulverized. I mean, I don't even want to know what's happened to the pensions in the last couple of weeks or the 401ks in the last couple of weeks. And I don't even want to say where I think it's where we're really headed. Apple iPhone sales in China, the numbers are out. Complete devastation of iPhone sales uh, coming out of China and, of course, we know Apple hasn't given a number yet, uh, but shipments out, out of the nation absolutely collapsed. Sales have absolutely collapsed. Uh, they're saying that shipments were down 55%. Wow. I mean, let's not kid ourselves. Apple still derives most of its revenues from iPhone sales, and if it's down 55%, what does that tell us? Final segment. I know. Tough day. Final segment coming up. 800 I didn't even talk about Italy. Italy's quarantine. Uh, pretty much all of northern Italy. 
just to give you a perspective, they're the third largest economy in the Eurozone behind Germany and France. And I think Germany and France are right behind them in quarantines as cases uh, have exploded there as well. Uh, No one allowed in, no one allowed out. Uh, The Italian banks, some of the weakest in the world, uh, they're, they're, I, I just feel bad. If, if you have money in Italian banks, I feel bad for you. I don't think uh, I, is, is something like Greece coming to Italy after this. I think so. I think the EU is going to have to uh, help them uh, with some form of a bailout. Uh, this was a country part of the pigs. Uh, they can't take this up. Their banks aren't nearly as capitalized as we'd like to believe that our banks are. Uh, and, and it's going to have cascading effects. Uh, by the way, most people don't know this. The oldest bank in the world is an Italian bank, uh, just just so you know. Uh, but but having said that, there's a lot of pain to come. And we've already, you know, we you think about uh, the bull market's over. Everything's in bear market territory here. Uh, and you think about what's already been inflicted. I know in a lot of us, hey, we, we just need a bounce back. We just need to get through this. It'll change. Uh, it will. Listen. The world's gonna. The world's not coming to an end. But what is coming to an end is the equity bubble that was created by the central banks. It's coming to an end. We need to accept it. Uh, I think rates. If our Federal Reserve is going to try as hard as they can to stay out of negative rates, I don't know if they can or not. Uh, Jeff Gunlatch already warned that'll be a disaster. Uh, for the entire world's financial system, you need to have gold, you need to have silver, and I know silver's underperformed, but you need to have it. Uh, U.S. $20 gold pieces, seventeen sixty. Rolls of silver eagles are at $410. Uh, we, we've got pretty much anything you want, anything in between. Volume discounts do apply. Uh, so if you're looking to add to your portfolio, Call us at 800-951-0592, and we'll walk you through it. We'll get you, you know, in our rules here. So there's no games with us. We want you to buy as close to spot as possible, period. That's that's it. That's all we want. And you get as much gold as you possibly can, get as much silver as you possibly can, uh, we run single-digit markups, right? All these other guys, you know, the the guys that buy gold at cost, guys buy the free reports. Any guy, any anybody that's got a celebrity schlepping for them, whether uh, it's old actors on TV or radio talk show hosts like uh, like Savage or or uh, O'Reilly, Limbaugh, Hannity, they all got their gold guys. They're all ripoffs. They they run. 30 and 40% commissions. Uh, just do, do business with people that you can trust. And that's us here at the Patriot Trading Group. Uh, we don't play games with you, whether you've bought gold a bunch from us or if you're a brand new customer, uh, we're going to treat you honestly and fairly. 800 951 Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back tomorrow.